there, fitness enthusiasts and goal getters. Welcome to the 8020 Podcast, where we believe in breaking down the science of health and fitness while keeping it 20% lighthearted and fun. I'm your host, Coach Haley, the founder of Unstressed Athletics, a personal trainer, paramedic, and firefighter. In this podcast, we're going to explore the 80%, the hard facts, the science-backed strategies, and the proven methods that lead to success in health, fitness, and achieving your goals. But hey, we're not all about serious business here. We've reserved a solid 20% for the lighter side of things. Fun anecdotes, quirky stories, and maybe a few fitness jokes thrown in for good measure. Each week, I'm bringing in the experts, those who've mastered the art of healthy living, crushed their fitness goals, and have the knowledge to prove it. We're talking nutrition gurus, fitness pros, and goal-setting champions. Whether you're a seasoned gym goer or just getting started on your fitness journey, the 8020 Podcast has something for everyone. So join me every week as we unpack the 80%, have a laugh with the 20%, and collectively work towards a healthier, happier version of ourselves. Get ready to discover the perfect balance between science and smiles. This is the 8020 Podcast. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome. Today on the 8020, we're going to be chatting with Coach River about New Year's resolutions, what his goals are, and what Unstressed Athletics is all about. Hi, River. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm just going to give you a little brief introduction to River. Um, he's a personal trainer, primary care paramedic, powerlifter, hockey player, and firefighter. And he is also the founder of Unstressed Athletics. Of course, it's lots of fun to have my husband on the first episode of the 8020. But I just wanted to add that I've done some amazing interviews over the last month or so, and I'm just ecstatic to bring you so much good stuff. Uh, so back to River. How are you doing today? Uh, very good. Very good. Just jumping right into it. What is Unstressed Athletics all about? Yeah, so I think Unstressed Athletics is all about um, reaching your goals in a sustainable way that you can continue to do so. And I think in order to do that, we need to find fun in the process um, and do it in a way that's not stressful, uh, hence the name. So um, our goal and our approach is to do exactly that. We're going to get people to reach their goals, whether that be bodybuilding, powerlifting, aesthetics, running, performance, whatever it may be. And we're going to get them to find an enjoyable process to get there. Um, so they're wanting to do it again and again. Yes. And I think one of the other things I will add, just because I am one of the founders of Unstressed Athletics as well, is just that Unstressed Athletics is a lot about community too. So finding those people you really click with that help you achieve your goals, whether that's a gym partner or being able to see people at the gym or having lifelong running friends as well. Would you agree? Yeah, exactly. Especially after we've seen our community grow over the last year or two, um, it's really starting to come together and, and welcoming. And um, a lot of our clients hang out together even without us there. So it's it's really cool to see what the, the community we built so far. It is really cool. Um, we lovingly refer to all of our clients and people that work out with us as our unstressed gang. Um, so why did you create Unstressed Athletics? Yeah. So besides those reasons alone, I think uh, initially we were just, you know, training people on our own outside of it and they were getting really good results and it kind of started as an informal thing. And then it all clicked that uh, there was a lot of passion behind what we were doing and changing these people's lives and giving them a whole new meaning and motive. And uh, we were having a lot of success for it. So we decided to roll it into something we wanted to transition to on a professional basis. 
And so we made that leap and uh, yeah, we've never really looked back. And then uh, we just kind of kept snowballing with uh, our ideas and building it to where it is today. Yes. Um, so what is your favorite way to train? My favorite way to train right now would be more of a power building style. Um, I enjoy the strength aspect along with the physique. Um, so I would say typically for this week, um, all my lifts would start with a compound lift and it would be strength focused. And then as the workout goes on, it's going to progress into a lot of hypertrophy type settings, whether that be uh, volumetric training or just supersets and drop sets. Yeah. And I think we were actually talking about this the other day, how actually periodizing your programming and doing that long-term is one of the hardest things ever because you find different things that motivate you and different things that will be your, um, so just to elaborate on that a little bit, if your main goal is to build strength, you might lose a little bit of that leanness. Um, but you have to train that way. Right. And then over time you're doing all these different things, but that's because your goals are changing. Can you elaborate on that a little bit or? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. So yeah, like you said, if you have strength-based goals, then strength is going to be your primary focus. And in order to build strength, we need to be in a calorie surplus so we can put on some muscle and have those adaptations take place. Um, but that being said, if our goal is aesthetics in the first place, then we're able to manipulate our macros, for instance, and our training style to be able to reach those goals better. So we can go through a recomp and still build muscle and put on uh, or sorry, put, put on muscle and lean out, um, but we're not going to have that strength component there. Um, so as our goals vary, our tactics to get there are going to vary. And then our physique is obviously going to change based on that. Yes. Um, so what do you recommend for beginners getting into weightlifting and fitness, especially just coming into the new year? Yeah, absolutely. So beginners, um, consistency is going to be your biggest friend. Um, we can talk a lot about kind of newbie gains and the progress that you're going to see within the first one to two years of lifting. Um, these are going to be the years that you really want to be dedicated in the gym. Um, you're not going to see the growth outside of those two years that you do in the first kind of two years. So um, I think it's important to have a plan. I think it's important to have a strategy and uh, be consistent with it, be dedicated to it and just kind of embrace it because those are kind of the best two years of lifting in my opinion. <laughs> Yes. So I guess let's, can you just elaborate on what newbie gains are? And then I would also like to touch on a lot of people don't have building muscle as their uh, goals and maybe weight loss as their goals. So maybe touch on that a little bit as well. Yeah, for sure. No, that's easy. So yeah, newbie gains is kind of your body's adaptation to the new stress. So by working out, lifting weights, uh, running, so on and so forth, this is the new stress we're introducing our body to. Um, and your body's going to have really good adaptations in order to allow yourself to continue to do those. Um, so that's kind of what it is. It, it does time kind of um, diminish after your two-year mark. You can still make strength gains and uh, muscle building gains and stuff like that. It just kind of your progress diminishes at that speed, if that makes sense. So it kind of just all slows down. You can still absolutely grow and make progress. You're just not going to see the transformation you did in the first two years in your year three and four. Um, so that's what that is. Um, to switch over into the weight loss side of things, I think there's no better time than to start in the new year 
I think we all have big goals going into the new year. And I think it's a perfect time to start leaning out and losing that weight. And uh, we can easily set that and achieve that by summer. And that's kind of when we all like to show off our physiques and stuff anyway. So I think that's great timing for people. I think it makes a lot of sense aligning with their goals. Um, but with goals and weight loss, I would also like to see a performance goal associated with that, whether that be a running or maybe you want to lift a certain amount of weight in the gym or something along those lines. Um, and then we can have two tangible goals that we can strive for and achieve. Totally. Um, I really like that you touched on performance goals. Um, and I think one of the strengths of having a coach or having somebody to evaluate your progress is that you're going to be able to set goals that are tailored to you. And what I mean by that is maybe you want to tone and tighten your body and you don't really know what that means. And so having a coach being able to break that down into, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, smart goals that you can track over time will be able to show you what you've accomplished over that time instead of giving you the impression that you're just spinning your wheels and not really making any progress um and as far as having a performance goal i really like that because i find that aesthetic goals can really just last forever you could always feel like you want to be leaner you could always feel like you want to build more muscle and that can just be kind of demoralizing after a while so attaching a performance goal um I mean, what I say to my clients is when you're 80 years old, are you going to tell your kids or your grandkids that you were 10% body fat? Or are you going to tell your kids and grandkids that you did a 300 or 400 pound deadlift? I mean, to me, it's really obvious which one you're going to be sharing. And I think it gives people something to strive for and something to- I couldn't have said it better myself. That's good. Awesome. So how do you set your own New Year's resolutions? Yeah, so I think heading into the new year, I have a couple goals kind of lined up. I'm going to pull the trigger on something here shortly, but um, a natural bodybuilding show has definitely been on the radar for a long time. Um, there is some competitions coming up this year that are going to be more local. Um, so that's something that I've definitely had on my my mind. Um, another one would be the half of a Ironman that we had talked about before. So that's kind of a performance goal that doesn't necessarily go hand in hand with the aesthetics. Um, so that's going to be a tough one to juggle. Um, but they're both goals that uh, I think are big enough and they're both goals that I think are achievable. Um, so I think the timing and strategy and um, progression that uh, needs to happen for both those goals are going to be separate and I'm just hoping that we can uh, schedule them to make them both happen so totally um so how do you go about tracking progress I mean let's talk about maybe the more aesthetic side of things first and then we'll break down the performance side um so for aesthetic goals such as losing body fat or building muscle how do you track your progress there yeah, so I think the easiest thing you're going to want to do is not rely on scale weight. Scale weight can fluctuate so much um, in males, females, um, so on and so forth, that it's not a reliable measurement. But that being said, it's the first thing we're going to take. So it's easy. Everyone has a scale at home. You're going to jump on that scale and you're just going to write it down. And we want you to track it at least every week. Along with the scale weight, I want you to get measurements. So you can buy a... Um, little tape measure, a body tape measure off Amazon, and it can get delivered within two days. And uh, you can just start taking measurements of your uh, waist, for instance, if weight loss is our primary goal, but we can also take it of our chest, our biceps, so on and so forth, um, to kind of have more analytical data that we can look back at 
and uh, compare our numbers week after week and month after month to ensure that we are trending in the right direction and we are making progress week after week. Um, so those would be two big ways I would do. And then the third one I'd like to give people is progress photos. And this is something I wish I had more of when I first started is taking progress photos because, um, yeah, your body changes. And if, when you see yourself day after day, it's very hard to realize that. Um, but by tracking this and having something to refer to, it's a lot easier to see that you've progressed and you've made a better version of yourself in month one, two, three, four, and so on than, uh, than just kind of winging it and um, looking in the mirror every day and you know maybe feeling that uh, you're not making those progress or the progress that you want to or initially expected. So I think those would be my three things that are kind of non-negotiables in tracking. And uh, yeah. I will say um, progress pictures, everyone hates them. Everyone hates them and they're annoying to do, but they are one of the best measures of progress to see whether you are making progress or not. Because maybe you've been doing this for six months and you you look back at the photos and they're the exact same and the measurements are the exact same. Uh, definitely not something that we would want to have happen. So that's why you, by doing those measurements and tracking those changes, uh, you'd be able to make changes to your programming and or nutrition and not waste time. Yeah, one more thing I just want to comment on here is with this scale weight is you don't need a smart scale. Um, the ones that do give you body fat percentage and stuff are getting better and more accurate. However, they're still not an accurate way to determine your body fat percentage. Um, so the other ways of measurements and photos to refer to is going to be much more accurate, especially for a coach to look at and determine where you will sit. Um, and then obviously the most ultimate way that you can um, get analytical data on yourself for tracking, well, uh, my suggestion would be to go either find a DEXA scan or a BOD pod. They're said to be within 99% accuracy and uh, you will have all the analytical data you need to refer to. So that would be another good way to go. Um, from my understanding, they aren't that expensive. The last time I got one, it was about $65. And um, yeah. You do need a requisition from a physician to get a, a DEXA scan, just so people are. The other thing I wanted to touch on was just the scale weight. Um, because there are so many New Year's resolutioners that are going to be trying to lose weight. Um, and a lot of the time, if you don't actually have enough lean muscle on your body, you'll be lose, losing weight fruitlessly um, based on the physique that you're trying to get. Uh, I know we just are about to post a transformation from one of our clients um, on our Unstressed Athletics Instagram. And they actually gained something like seven pounds, but their waist size got smaller. They did want to grow their glutes. They did want to grow their legs. Um, we grew their back a little bit as well, giving them more of that tapered appearance. And so much of that is important when you're looking at physique and aesthetics. Um, is there anything that you would like to say to maybe people that are really concerned about the scale weight? Because that is something we see quite commonly. Yeah, I think it's something you just have to kind of dissociate with yourself. So it's not a personal thing that you're relating it to. It is data that we can use, um, but I wouldn't identify but what the scale says, if that makes sense. So it's, an, it's a number that's there, um, but it's going to fluctuate. Like as we look at it, progress isn't linear to begin with. So even if we're going to say that you're not going to build any muscle, which is very unlikely, um, but if you're not going to build any muscle and our entire goal is weight loss, there's going to be periods throughout that weight loss journey where your body is... It needs time to adapt. So it, you're not going to be losing weight every morning that you step on the scale. That's just not something that we can expect and it's not something that's going to happen. Um, so I think that 
we need to find alternative ways to appropriately do that. And we just kind of need to disassociate that number with ourselves. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, there are a couple common things that can make you gain weight on the scale, just like water consumption and salt or electrolyte imbalances, even just training really hard can make the scale go up because it can cause more water to be pulled into your muscles just due to the inflammation. Um, so especially over the holidays, I would say the scale is really not going to give you an ac accurate representation. And it's just another reason why that you should be taking progress photos and measurements. Um, so I guess now that we've talked a little bit more about the aesthetic goals, what would you say about the, the more performance-based goals? How would you track those kind of things? Um, yeah, tracking performance-based goals. I think that, um, well, for our, our clients, it's easy to talk about. So we have a customized app that we get all of our one-on-one -on -one clients in, and they're able to track their progress through each exercise. So for instance, the bench press, they're able to see what they did last week, and they were able to make adjustments to achieve progressive overload to get stronger and you know increase more load for this week. So we have that programmed in for them. What is progressive overload? Just in case our listeners don't know, that is something that we really stress to all of our clients. It is a great way to make strength gains. So can you just touch a little bit on what progressive overload is? Yeah, so progressive overload um, in the very simplest ways is just gonna be lifting more weight, or more volume than you did the previous week, for instance. So by doing that, we're gonna progressively increase the threshold that our body is hitting to stimulate muscle growth. Um, so in order to do that, like I said, we're going to increase the amount of weight we're doing or we're going to increase the number of reps. Those are kind of the two easiest ways to do that. The third one that I'm going to throw in there is you can decrease your rest times as well. Um, quickest, easiest ways to change your programming to achieve um, progressive overload. Um, so yeah. Nice. Um... And then I guess when it comes back to um, just goal setting with our clients on the performance side of things, it really depends on what their goal is, right? Like if it's running, there's going to be distance and speed. Um, if it's weightlifting, it's it's likely going to be strength, but it could be a specific lift that they're trying to. Um, so I guess how do you set your performance goals or how do you set that up for your clients? Like how do you determine what goals they, I guess to set this up a little bit better for myself, I always set two health goals, two career goals, and like two personal goals. Yeah, for sure. So I think for goal setting, sometimes it's um, easy to achieve. For instance, for all our bodybuilding clients, their goals to go to a bodybuilding show. Um, we're not going to send someone into a position that they're not gonna get the results that they desire. Um, so maybe we need to put them into a different competition that allows them more time, but they're gonna go into that competition and they're gonna they're gonna do really well. And um, yeah, so I think that there's two different sides to that goal setting. Um, now, when I'm looking at goals myself, um, it's just trying to be realistic with them as well. I like to say that I can, you know, maybe do this half Ironman and, and try and do it as fast as the average half, Iron Manor would do it, uh, but I got to be a little bit realistic that I'm probably 30, 40 pounds heavier than they are right now, and uh, I might not be able to keep up with that. So, um, well, do you agree that I mean, I think there's something really powerful about stating a goal. I found through Unstressed Athletics convincing people to do different goals that maybe they are a little bit uncomfortable with 
Um, I know I like to call them BHAGs, so big, hairy, audacious goals, is really empowering. Um, seeing people do their first powerlifting meet when they thought they couldn't do it. Those kind of things, I think for you, even just doing a half triathlon is kind of a big, crazy goal. Um, and if you were doing triathlons all the time, then you would bring it back down to more of a uh, time or performance goal in that way. But for you to actually just do it in itself is a huge performance goal. Um, so how do you get your clients maybe to do some of these things that, you know, or how do you inspire them to get them to take on these goals or these challenges? Yeah. So I think that's a lot of it right there is kind of inspiring people to do new challenges or things that they haven't even thought about before. So, um, we've seen that a lot with, um, the powerlifting thing and encouraging people to go that route that never thought they would compete in a powerlifting competitions, for instance, or maybe people that would never think that they would run a half marathon. Um, to have two different perspectives and now they're doing those goals and they're signing up for them on their own and they're crushing them as well. Um, something that's been um, exciting to see is people kind of stepping outside of their comfort zone and then actually having fun with it adapting and getting not only the performance goals they want, but yeah, they also get some of the physicals along with that, um, that they weren't really anticipating or expecting. Totally. Um, yeah, just all of that stuff makes me really, really excited for 2024. And so I guess um, my last question for you was, as a coach, what support can you provide when people are kind of struggling with their goals? Yeah, so I think a lot of it is um, accountability um, is what it comes down to. I mean, it's easy for me to to talk to someone and, and give them all the information, but um, they need to follow through it on it as well, right? So I'm going to be here as accountability. I'm going to be looking over your progress and uh, ensuring that when I'm, you know, programming these workouts and these goals for you to achieve every day, that you're actually following through on them. And I think that that accountability is going to go hand in hand with the consistency that you would need in order to achieve these goals. I think one of the other things that we do really well is um, changing things when they're not working, right? Um, if you're telling me that you're eating a certain number of calories, we're not seeing any of those changes on the scale or we're not seeing what we want to see. We're going to change something so that it's working for you to better get those goals. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we're at the point now where we're very good at um, realizing when things aren't being followed through on the other side. If we're programming stuff for you, whether that be macros or whatever, and you're not losing weight, um, your metabolism is not broken. You're doing something wrong. You're ingesting stuff that you're not tracking. Um, something is off. And I think that the accountability portion on our end is going to be to call you out on it and ask you. Uh, maybe there's alcoholic beverages that you're consuming that aren't in there. Uh, maybe, it, I don't know, it's Christmas time. Maybe it's a handful of chocolate, um, so on and Just so me. forth. So <laughs> I think that's uh, that also ties back into the accountability piece. So Totally. Um, so is there anything that you wanted to leave with listeners for 2024 just to inspire them to maybe do something they've never done before or change the way that they set their New Year's resolutions so it's not something that just falls by the wayside like three weeks in? Yeah, I would encourage you to pick a goal that sounds scary. Pick something that's achievable, but pick something that sounds scary. Um, so for instance, when this half Ironman came up, I was terrified. I'm like, that is going to hurt but it is going to be awesome. Um, so I would encourage you to do that. And I would encourage you to tell as many people as you can, tell your friends, tell your family, 
and then it's out there. Then you're committed to it. Then you're doing it. You're not going to be a liar. You're going to go out and do it. So um, pick big goals, tell people, and uh, they'll also be there to support you. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, River. It was so awesome chatting with you today. Um, we can leave our listeners with today is just set some big, crazy goals for 2024. And uh, we'll talk to you later. And that wraps up another episode of the 8020 podcast. A huge thank you to our incredible guests who bring the expertise and insights to the table every time. They're the real MVPs of the 8020 podcast. If you loved what you heard today, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And hey, if you have any burning questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please reach out. Remember, health and fitness are journeys, not destinations. So whether you're hitting the gym, going for a run, or just taking a moment to stretch, keep that 80-20 balance in mind. As we sign off, stay fit, stay focused, and keep that smile on your face. This is Coach Haley signing out from the 80-20 Podcast. Until next time.